There we go. Was that a better clap? We're in it to win it. Everybody's like, oh, what are they talking about? What's the clap they're talking about? It's the clap. Oh, well, you're going to edit that it's out. Sync up. Gosh. I, you know, I normally all do, this, but now, all no. this meta, you because you, <laughs> I've because listened you to this had podcast. to mention it. You can't pull one over on me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I can make you say anything I want in this podcast. So you know as what? Long this as long as you have already said it, we've started this podcast to cover one important subject that is currently affecting everyone. That's Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh my! Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you didn't want to date this podcast, but here you, you just did. And listen, it, now somebody it's can been look out up a, and see when that game came out. It's been out a while, but it's new to me. <laughs> It's it's so new to me. I don't even have it. That's how new to me it is. That is that's pretty new. You probably it's the newest of the new. Wasted your time on some other. I would like game. to have it. I just I have a hard time spending sixty dollars on games, even if they're worth it. I just like, I know. it's like man, especially especially when you know that's about to be. I mean, you still got to shell out that to me. Like it's already reserved. <sighs> <laughs> you were already planning on. Spending that money, you knew it was coming. You were like, "Yep, that money is already socked away and set aside for Animal Crossing." Well, I'm saying for you, it's different because you still have to pay sixty dollars to me, and so then if you're going to think about buying a game, you're like, "Oh, that's man." What do I have to pay sixty dollars to you for? Hashtag. We already I, settled that, didn't we? No, didn't I already buy you something. No, no, I, I said Final mm. Fantasy, and and you're oh, like, yeah, that's that doesn't come out, that's not even out. Did you did you That's pre-order it for me? Now. No. Gosh. I I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot. So no Animal Crossing for you. Nope. I've only ever played um the Animal Crossing on 3DS. New Leaf. That is I think I think that is true for me yeah. as well. That is the one That's that the only I one I've ever played. I and based it. on that experience, I can tell you that this Animal Crossing is a freaking Animal Crossing game. <laughs> I have described so I went this into, game very recently. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You first. I was just going to say, I went into that first Animal Crossing, my first Animal Crossing. <laughs> that should be an just Animal Crossing game. seeing the my pictures, hearing people talk about it, maybe watching a couple of videos, but I really didn't know what Animal Crossing was. I was like, oh, you're a guy, you're a kid, whatever, and you get to make your own house, and you make friends, and it's a community thing, and it's fun, and it's laid back and relaxing. Ha <laughs> ha. I didn't know anything about the time restrictions and the all of that stuff that goes with <laughs> Animal Crossing. It's um, it can be a little irritating at first. You're like, "Oh, sweet, nine thirty. I want to play some Animal Crossing before I go to bed. <laughs> awesome." You load it up. Nothing works in Animal Crossing because they're already in bed. They being yeah. the other characters in the game. All the stores <laughs> are closed. I mean, technically they close at ten. Nonsense. Yeah, but that's true. Have, have they happen. always been that way from the I, beginning? I don't know. Oh, I thought you'd play them all. No, I've only played New Leaf, I think. But um, I, I recently described this as a game that my little sister would have would have designed or would have been designed yeah. for her. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I probably have. Maybe even on this podcast. Who knows? But uh, maybe. When, when Wait, I was can a, we can we stop for a second? What? We never, we never, we just keep calling it this podcast. Do we? Can we? Can we say what this podcast is? Do we? No, because there's a name. You know, the name's in flux. The name's in flux. I like that. In flux. That's yeah. just the name of the podcast. In flux. In flux. Yeah. In flux. IP. This is AIP. This is almost in, intelligible. 
Almost in flux. I don't remember what episode. Always in flux podcast. That's your job. You're supposed to tell me what episode we're on. And then I repeat it in the intro, but I don't know. You always do it. And then I despise it. And I try to edit it out, but I'm just not good at it. Listen, you might, you might hear some dogs running around and some kids running around in the background. Just ignore it. That's okay. We're all used to it. We're all at home right now. It's fine. Middle of the day. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, I haven't heard any of those things. I've only heard your, your chair creak. You're going to hear that. You might hear me chewing some gum. I'm chewing some gum right now. That might happen. That whatever. I mean. If you want to, this is laid back. This is, this, this, this is casual Fridays. This is just easy. Like a Sunday morning. Thanks, Lionel Richie. Yep, man. Or is it the Commodore? Uh, residential closed, services whatever. though, is going to be closed on Sunday because they're moving to a new building. So, um, well, there you go. So no access to Tom Nook until Monday. Oh, you're talking about in animal crossing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's continue. I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear all about the nooks uh, and the crannies. You, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. What I was going to say was back back many years ago, if you can think back to the time when Super Mario 64 came out and Stone Age, yes. And I and I was renting it and playing it. And my little sister who was little, she was little at the time. I don't remember how little, but she wanted to turn to play. And so I let her play and she drove me crazy because there's this big castle, you know, you've played Mario 64. It's a nice big courtyard. You go into the castle, you jump into a painting, and you play Mario. But what she did, she played around in the courtyard. She just ran around. I'm like, what are you doing? She was chasing butterflies. She's like, I'm chasing butterflies. I'm like, are you? That's not the game, though. And then she jumped into the water, and she's going around. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you can get out over there. She's like, no, I'm going swimming. I'm swimming. (laughs) Then she's climbing the trees. Then she's going and talking to the people, and then she'd hit the Z button, and she'd crawl around on her hands and knees. And we're like, ah, she's like, I'm a baby. And she just played for like an hour in the courtyard, running around doing absolutely nothing. It drove me nuts. I got so... And you're in the background pulling your hair out going, play the game! Yes, I got so annoyed. But I can imagine. But she's she was playing the game. She, <laughs> she was playing her game. She was playing a game <laughs> that she had invented inside Nothing's of this other game. Right. I love that. But you know what? I think that if you if somebody say say Miyamoto or some Nintendo character was to talk to her at that point, she'd be like, "Oh man, like that." I can see them watching somebody do that and be like, "Oh, that's that's interesting. You're doing that. Like, what else would you like to do?" It's like, "Oh, I wish wish I had a bug net so I could catch these butterflies, and I wish I could pick fruit off the trees, and and build a little house and put some furniture in it." And, and only play for an hour at a time because then I do everything <laughs> that you can do in the game at that time and it tells you to wait and come back yeah. later. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So so I feel like that's she was attempting to play a, a small version of Animal Crossing inside of the courtyard <laughs> in Super Mario 64. Drove me nuts. And now they've invented an entire game that is involved around doing. It, it's playing, right? But it's playing without a purpose. Like, I don't feel like any time I play Animal Crossing that there's a purpose to doing anything. Not a purpose that's like a direction, right? It's not like, you need to go save this or you need to go do this. It's all just, hey, what do you want to do? So you can go into and talk to the little raccoon guy, Tom Nook, and one of the options is, what should I do? (laughs) That's one of his talking options. You can ask him, what should I do? And then he'll give you a little bit of direction. He'll be like, 
well, we need some wood to help build this thing. You could help build that. Or he'll tell you this or tell you that. Last time I talked to him, he said, oh, well, man, you've helped out so much and you've already done so much. Seems at this point, you can kind of figure out whatever you want to do. You're do on your own now. You can just, you can just do whatever you want to do, which was always true. Yeah, what do you need me for? I'm it just was, here to get you started. I'm just here to get you hooked. I'm just here for you to take out a mortgage so you don't make any money in the game. You just pay it all to him. <sighs> which is can can be a lesson, and it can also just not be a lesson at all. Because my my younger son, he one night it was time for bed, and he was playing, and he was like, can I play just a few more minutes? I need 4,000 more bells. And then I could upgrade my house because he needed 98,000 bells to pay off his loan. And he only needed 4,000 more. And Man, that's a big loan. And I was like, sure, go for it. He did it. And I'm like, great. Did you talk to Tom Nook? He's like, yep. And I was like, okay. And he's like, oh yeah. He was ready to go to bed because he was like, yes, tomorrow I'm going to have a new house, a bigger house. That's what it was, a bigger house. And I'm like, okay, cool. Getting, he, them, he, getting he, them those materialistic <laughs> vibes early yeah. on. I love it. <laughs> He gets into the game the next morning and he's upset. He doesn't have a bigger house. Why does he not have a bigger house? He paid for a bigger house. He's like, I spent ninety thousand. I don't have a bigger house. Like, what? <laughs> he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. I'm like, you, you didn't. You paid off your loan for the house you already have. He's like, a loan paid off. What's that? What's paid off mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I explain it to him. And he's really upset. I'm like, look, welcome to the real. I was world. like, it doesn't matter. All you needed to do, I was like, that's why I asked you if you talk to Tom Nook. It's because then you have to talk to him. And then he'll give you the option to upgrade your house to take out another loan. And if you had it done that last night, you'd had your big house. And so that's the thing. He's played Animal Crossing on the DS and he's played this one. But because you always pay off a loan and get another thing, it always seems to him like he's paying for a thing. Because it's like, I paid 98000 and then I got a bigger house. And then I paid this much, and I got an even bigger house. And it doesn't, until you get to the very end where you pay off a huge loan and you don't get anything out of it. Like I that's, was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, he's got a pretty good system worked out there, right? He's just like, listen, when I pay off my credit card, I just go buy something else bigger with it immediately. And then it's like, I just paid to have the bigger thing. <laughs> it's free. It's free. It's, oh man, look at this. I only owed $100 on my credit card and... I got a brand new car. Look at that. Yeah. So I will tell you the first time I played it and I realized that they don't just give you the house, that it's a loan and you have to pay it off. It's kind of a slap in the face. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it reminded me of way back, way back, way the original Sims PC game. Okay. Sims one. I remember playing that game. I was sitting down at my desk, eating a piece of pizza, playing that game on my computer. Okay. And in the game, my character, my Sim, was sitting at his desk playing a video game while eating pizza. <laughs> or at least there was a pizza there. I don't know if he could actually eat and play at the same time, but it was like on the desk next to him, right? <laughs> and it was like two minutes into that. And I was like, wait, wait, whoa. I was like, I, this is, I have to stop. And I stopped because up until that point, I was like addicted to that game. I played it constantly. <laughs> and that was the moment where I was like, I'm going to not play this anymore. And I just kind of pushed it away. 
And I didn't touch a Sims game until Sims 4. And that I bring up once in a while. I do all the money cheats, so I have all the money. And we sit as a family down here in our living room, and I put it on the big screen. And we build a, a, a crazy house, let the kids help design the house, and they get to pick out what their rooms look like. And it's just like play fashion designer house, whatever. And then we let them run around and you know do their daily tasks and stuff in the game for uh, uh, a day or two in in game, and that's that's all we ever do with it. But that was the Tom Nook moment for me of like, oh, this is this is too real. I can't. <laughs> what a mortgage? It's a video game. Why am I paying a mortgage? But you didn't have to fill out a form to get it, so that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, he just had to ask nicely, and his with his little sleepy eyes, like, "Sure, I'll help you out. Don't worry about it. But if you don't pay it back, I'm gonna break your kneecaps." <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's the most non-game of of any game that I've ever played because it really you, is. You don't have to do anything. Everything is just like, "Do you want to?" Like you can get, you can, you can grind away and get all these kind of items and furniture in your house. None of them do a darn thing. Like I got a like. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a fire pit. Um, that's a, also a cooking surface or whatever, but you, you can't turn it on. Like you can't cook anything in the game. Like it's like all the most basic elements of other games. They've like stripped down to be even more basic where it's like, look, here's a cooking pot. You know, you cooked in Zelda and breath of the wild, all those combinations you made. What if you could have, all that equipment and the stuff and it looks all cool just like Zelda, but you can't use it at all. You can't do any of those things. <laughs> it's like some of them have Zelda animations. Wild today. Some of them have animations and some of them don't. You can't do anything. Nothing. It is. It's it's a relaxing game, but it it doesn't ever let you just like use it as a time sink, right? Like that's what I want it to be. I want it to be just a rainy Saturday afternoon. I curl up on the couch with my switch or three DS or whatever I'm playing it on. And I just play for like six hours because <laughs> there's nothing else to do. And you that would be you really cannot, hard to not, you cannot play animal crossing that way. It just won't let you. I, when we got it, I, mean, I let the kids play the, it. Jacob played it for six and a half hours. You can run around in the world, but there's eventually you run out of things to do. You can't pick more fruit. Yes. You can't pick more weeds. You can't sell more things to the store because the store is closed or <laughs> whatever. I mean, eventually the game, like it physically works, right? Like you can run yeah. around in the game and fish or whatever. Maybe visit somebody else's islands. Right. But you can't like the, the, the mechanics in the game slowly shut down because, Oh, we got to come back tomorrow. It's, it's going to wait till tomorrow. And, Look, I get it. I get that's what they're trying to do. I get that's the game they want to build. I get that's the, the the vibe they're trying to get from it. But it's not not what I want from a game like that. Like when I look at videos of that game or when I think about that game, it's different in my head. Right. The way it actually works. Well, it's an objectiveless game, and you can quickly find out if you're the sort of person that needs to have some sort of objective to maintain interest. That's a good so point. My older son, like we don't have enough copies for everybody to play. And given the choice, he'll be like, I'll play something else. Like I'm going to play Mario or I'm going to play Zelda. Even though he does like it. I think he sees through it where he's like, well, I'm wandering around here and I could do X or Y, but why? 
Like, what am I going to do with it? I was like, you could pick that fruit and you could sell it. I was like, and what am I going to do with it? You could buy something for your house. And what am I going to do with that? Put it in your house. Why? It's like, no reason. Because it's cool? I don't know, because you like it. He's like, that, no. I want to do something more fun than that. Whereas some, my younger son, he, he is a grinder. He, he will play any game. And if it's like, I want, you can do this to get money. He will just play for like four hours and like fish, run around, fish, 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 do whatever he can. He'll have boatloads of money. He does that when we play Stardew too. Like he'll start out. He's like, I'm going to fish. He will fish just for hours, for hours because he likes to fish because that's what he wanted to do. And he'll be like, Hey, you want this hundred thousand dollars? Here you go. He'll just give it to me. He's like, I'm not going to use it. All right. Now I'm going to go fish. I'll go fish some more. He'll grind anything out. So he doesn't care about the objective. He makes his own objectives. And I guess that is to do whatever the heck you want. Maybe it's um, my oldest daughter. She has spent most of her time in the designer. Like they have tons of customization options, especially in this one. So you can create your own patterns and then apply them to shirts or pants or your face or hats or your phone. Because now you have a cell phone. Um, and she'll just spend hours just like designing dresses and designing all kinds of things. I can't yeah, do that's that. That's cool. I, I like that they added that stuff in. I think, I think a lot of that stuff, if I read correctly, came from that like happy home designer app that they had, or like that smaller, like sub game that I think was on no. the uh, phone. They did have happy home designer and then they had pocket camp. Which Maybe pocket camp is what I'm thinking of. And it's they played one of those that a two. Lot where a lot of that design stuff was built in and they've carried it over into this one. So that's, that's good because that gives you more things to do. That becomes then a time sink. Now you're well, starting to sell me on it a little bit more. <laughs> I create but, objectives for myself, right? They have these little rewards you can get and they'll tell you, some of them, they'll tell you what they are. Like if you first, the first time you plant a tree, they give you these nook miles and they say, and it pops up in your, basically it's like an achievement list, but they give you some points. And then it says, Hey, you got this one and you get a hundred nook miles and look, there's six other ones you could get for planting each one of the different trees. And I'm like, all right, I've just created an objective. I need to get all the trees on my island. There's seven different kinds of fruit. Maybe there's six. I need to get them all. Um, now, do you have to have someone to multiplay with to go to another island? Or is there a mechanic in the game that lets you do it without? There is a mechanic to let you fly to a random, randomly generated island uh, that you can never okay. go back to. So basically, if you do... You have all different objectives that you can choose to do yourself, you know, right. catch butterflies, whatever. And once you do enough, you'll unlock Nook Miles and you can go and spend 2,000 of them to buy a ticket to go to a random place. Oh. Okay. And then it's completely random. I, the first time I went to a new island, like three times in a row, it just gave me, I was on an island that had the same fruit that my own island had. But they have that sort of stuff where, you know... There's a lot of things where if you're playing it with people, you have reasons to like go visit them, but maybe only for a few minutes because there's not a lot you can do. But if I have a friend and their island has pears and mine has oranges, then if I take all my oranges to his island, they'll sell for a lot more. And vice versa, because that's not native to my island. So there's specialty over there and they have better prices. And you can do those things. I'm trying to... I think every time I, because I, I restarted like three or four times, again, this is really dumb, because why do you need to restart in this game? You don't have a need to, right? It's just the, there's no objective. But yet, on the 3DS, I did three or four times. I think it's because I just had like a lapse in playing, or 
I think one of the times was because I didn't like the layout, like where the river was and the bridge, and it was really a pain to get across or something. I don't know. I wanted a new map. Um, but I did it like three or four times, and every single time I got cherries as my <laughs> fruit or apples or something. Like it was always the same dang thing. I always wanted like bananas or oranges or something crazy, but no, I always got the same one. So well, and they lock I get your really system. excited when I could find another one. Huh? I think I think they lock your system on purpose, so they basically generate. I think it's based on your device ID. They oh generate. really? Yeah. So specifically, I know on the Switch version, um, you cannot. You only have one island um, per device. So per device. So, so if somebody, so if I have one Switch and two kids, and I'm going to play, and they're going to play, all of us will be on the same island. We can't, we can't not be like, so whoever, whoever starts the game first becomes like the mayor. They call it like the resident something, but the representative, hmm. the resident representative, but it create you pick the Island layout that you want and you set it up like what hemisphere are you going to be in? And what are you going to name the Island and all these things? And once that's set up, everybody else that starts the game creates their character and ends up getting a house on that Island. You can't change so- the Island. So when, when somebody's playing, like one of your kids, can they go to where your house is, even though you're not playing? Yeah. They can't like move they can things around okay. or take my stuff, but they can do anything else to right. the outside. I yeah. just I just didn't know if, if it was um if it was visible. Like if 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 it was like if I don't know. It is. I mean, and it you makes can sense send each is, other but... mail and do those sort of things. Huh. Well that's Animal Crossing then. I I might that, uh Yeah. It's sixty dang dollars. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like any other time, I would say, oh, I'll just wait. I'll just wait and I'll get it when it's cheaper. But it's Nintendo. It will never be. It, it will, will always not. be $60. <laughs> I bet New Leaf is still 50 or 60 bucks. I would not be surprised if New Leaf was still. Smash Brothers. I was wanting to get that a few weeks ago to play for like family game nights and stuff. That game's still 60 bucks. I think one of the things that that helps them with is they don't have to make, like they don't have to make a sequel at that point. Like, and, and well, maybe and I don't think they intend to maybe, for a long well, time. Well, also maybe they don't want to because think about it: if they made another Animal Crossing on the Switch, then really, like New Horizons would need to become cheaper. <laughs> right, wouldn't, right. Wouldn't have to be, but it would feel no. compelling. But if they don't make it, another one, they won't. They'll just keep releasing DLC for it, right? They, that's the new thing now, right? Is make a platform. That you can just add on to, and Nintendo arguably is set up to do that much better. Sure, I was sitting sure. there playing, and I was thinking, "This is the realization of why Nintendo made the Switch," because I was playing it on a TV, and my daughter was playing it on her light switch. And I love that you called it light switch. <laughs> it was the same game, right? It is the same cartridge, and. It used to be like, oh, well, you have, there's no Animal Crossing on the Wii U, but there is on the 3DS. And they wanted to be able to make a game and not have to restart from the scratch to make it on completely different hardware with entirely different specs. And now they have it. I'm like, this is, I mean, that Switch she has is like a, you know, like we've talked about before. It's like a PSP or something. It's a mobile system. But also, I'm playing with the Pro Controller and it seems like it's a console. So I have a question. This is going back to it locks the island to the device. Yeah. 
You bought the game physically, right? You bought two copies physically? Yeah. Okay. So you're playing on your Switch. This is all hypothetical. You're playing on your Switch with your with one of the cartridges, blah, blah, blah. You're playing, yeah. playing, playing, playing. Two hours later, one of your kids, who's also in the game, and you on your island, on your Switch, comes and plays, but they swap the cartridge. Does it matter? Does it does it have a different save game? Nope. Does it doesn't do matter. anything different? It doesn't care? Okay. No. I, it, doesn't, it makes sense because the save game would be on the Switch. Well, they did used to know. put save games on cartridges, especially yeah, when they Yeah, I don't think cartridges. they do anymore. It's definitely not. Nope. Uh, if if you plop that into your own Switch and fire up Animal Crossing and you haven't, then it'll be like, all right, there's no island on this on this device, okay. so you're so going to make one. You, you lose your copy of the game. It gets, you know, you have kids. Things get lost. They mm-hmm. just, there's every house yeah. with a, with kids in it has a black hole in it somewhere that stuff just disappears to. Um, and then you're like, crap, I want to play my game. So you go back to the store and you buy another copy. You can come home, put it in. It's a brand new cartridge. You've never had it in your system before, but it doesn't yeah. care. It just says, right. keep going where you left off. I kind of like that, actually. That's nice. With a caveat. Um, um, I I read that they are planning to change this, but at present, I believe they said Animal Crossing New Horizons saves do not cloud sync. Ooh, so if you broke your switch, your <laughs> you would just would lose gone. everything. <laughs> isn't that isn't that supposed to be a fundamental part of the online service? I think that Was they have I, cloud saves. I think what it is is they haven't figured out the technical details of how to solve the problem where they have locked the island to the device and now it's in the cloud and could potentially be synced to another device. <laughs> um, so okay. I think I, they've been on top of it too, though, because I think it was yesterday morning I saw somebody report that there was an item duplication bug. If you if you had a friend, you could put an item on the ground. You could start ro- grab it and start rotating it, and then if they pick it up, they'll pick up a copy of it. And five <laughs> it amazes hours <laughs> me that people figure this stuff out. <laughs> right, five hours later, uh, it had a patch to fix Ow. that to fix that problem. <laughs> and they forced everybody they want to tightly control the Animal Crossing economy. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like that is also related to the cloud safe thing. It's like this is a problem that they had not solved or maybe it's a ticket somewhere that nobody had gotten around to before the release and they were like all right we're gonna not sync this to the cloud or uh, who knows I, no it, it it's, it's gonna mess up like something. i mean you're a developer right it fully sounds like a situation where it's like okay we know that's an issue but we can't solve that by launch so we're just gonna launch without that feature and we will figure it out and patch it in later but man what a big what a big deal you know considering Cloud saves are there to it? save your time. Does it say on the box or were they did they message that clearly up front? I only heard about it from like a news article on Eurogamer. See, that's not cool now. So the, okay, so then that makes me wonder if it is a bug or if it wasn't the intended purpose. Because to me, that's shady, right? Hey, you have your on, the online service, cloud saves is part of it. This big new game that everybody wants to play doesn't have cloud saves. They should be upfront about that. But they already don't give people free cloud saves. Like, you have to be a subscriber to Nintendo Online, unlike right. other... Uh, and that's fair. But if I'm a subscriber to Nintendo's online service, I shouldn't have to then do research to know if this game that right. I just bought cloud saves. But think about Nintendo's mentality it sh- it, on those, right? They didn't have cloud save when the darn thing launched. 
because <laughs> they didn't have Nintendo Online when it launched. So no, and they but... and they make no claims to to cloud saves, and then the game itself has to support cloud saves. People would assume if Nintendo makes the game, it's going to support all their services. But Nintendo's like, uh, that's not how we operate. We just we just do things <laughs> case by case basis. We're doing things in Nintendo way. This okay. didn't really work out for this particular game um, in this particular environment. Maybe we'll sort it out later. But we never told you it was going to have cloud save. Our other so, ones didn't. Speaking of Nintendo games doing things their way, you mentioned oh. Breath of the Wild, and I was playing some of that earlier today. I had a oh, so my son Melbourne. recently got a book, which is like a like a like a guide mm-hmm. for Breath of the Wild. And oh, he's been way feeds. into it. He's been way into Breath of the Wild lately. Um, that's all he's wanted to play, which I'm fine with. That's a great game. That's a good whatever. Oh, my older boy has beat it so well, many times. It's ridiculous. So it's gotten me wanting to play it. So I picked it up today and picked up my, dusted off my old save, considered for a moment starting over. But then I said, nope, I'm going to go keep going where I was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't start that one over. Well, I already did once because I bought it on the Wii U originally, and then when we got a Switch, I bought oh, yeah. it again on the Switch. So technically, I did too, I could hook up the Wii U, but, and keep but then I never played that it. Save. So I right. got it for the Switch for really for the boys, and I'm like, I've I've beat that game. I had bought the DLC on the Wii U, and I was trying to go through that, and then there's ways now to transfer the save, but of course, mine's long gone. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going through that. So I, I I decided against it because now they have they've they've patched it a couple of times. Now they have um, a new mode called, and I think you can just enable it on your current save. I wasn't one hundred percent sure, and I don't know when this mode came out. It's been forever since I've played it. It may not be new, but it, it was to me. It was called Master Mode. That was when it's you like, beat the game. It would show up, and you could start a new game. Yeah, but I think they've unlocked it for everything now because I Maybe. haven't beat the game. Um, so it's there, master mode, and it's like enemies' health regen, and it's just harder in general. Yeah, that's I don't want that game to be harder on. because I struggle in that game with the controls in ways that I cannot even begin to express. One, why I don't think the buttons are mapped where I would map them to begin with. Two, it's the that dang Nintendo A B backwards thing, right? That gets me. I'm constantly pushing the wrong buttons when I want to do the wrong. It's just, and in the middle of like, right now I'm at a boss fight. That's where my save is. And it is unbelievably frustrating because I keep hitting the wrong buttons. I keep pushing the wrong things at the wrong time. I don't get my shield up fast enough or I don't reflect stuff with the shield or I don't sway. And I just get so frustrated. I have to just stop playing. So in a way, it's like Animal Crossing. You know, it's like they have things built in to purposely keep you from playing for long periods of time. I'm You've sure been if away I from Nintendo more, too long. I, I have honestly. I that's mean, what it Nintendo's is the OG, so you can't really say they're backwards. Everybody else is. Oh no, they're backwards. Um, they're not. That's the same as the Super Nintendo controller, which you know, it's pretty dang good, man. Well, I, you know what? I don't care that. <laughs> The A and B are backwards. You can still map the buttons, or at least let me remap the buttons. How about that? Let me choose what the buttons do. But I think you can remap one button. I don't think that's it, though. I think it really is the letters. Like, I think when you're prompted to press A, you know to press 
the bottom. Damn, button. that's true. And so yeah. it really is the because le- I mean any game might have a mapping in a different way, but if they're telling you press B and B is in a different place, and that's what's going to be confusing. Not yep. that, not that the right button, you know, <laughs> is is shield or whatever it is, right? It's really the letter. Because I, I don't had really a brain fart there. I don't really I don't really have that problem, and I guess this at this point it means we could blame Microsoft for this whole discussion. But I don't really have that problem with the PlayStation because the PlayStation doesn't use A, B, and X and Y, and so I have a, I a can have point. a com- I can have a completely different association for triangles up like it's the high button and circle is the right button and not get confused switching back between the PlayStation controller and the other ones because it's not using them. So maybe if they, well, they can't because of, you know, if anyone's colorblind, but if they had to just had colored buttons or if they had to use their own symbols, but now they went and took the same exact letters that Nintendo used and then swapped them. And now it's freaking confusing. Well, they didn't swap them. They put them the way you would read them in English, right? Left to right. Um, I just, I need to get into it more. I know when I was playing it heavily originally when it came out, I had that problem. I persevered. I kept playing. I got to the point where the muscle memory took over and I was fine. And then I stopped playing it and I went back to playing stuff on the Xbox or whatever. And then everything on the Xbox felt wrong because now I was pushing all the wrong buttons again. So I just need to get to spend more time on it. But to do that, I'm going to have to hook up the old Wii U because my son has confiscated the switch and I haven't seen it in three hours now. It's just disappeared. I don't know. He's with it somewhere in the house. I don't know. So I have an hour parental limit set on it during the week. So you only play it for an hour and then it stops on the weekends. I lax that a little bit. Well, on the Xbox, when he runs out of time, I can go add more time and I can choose how much time to add. Give him another 15 minutes. Give him another hour. Whatever. Can't do that on the Switch. When the time is up on the Switch, your options are turn it off or disable parental limits. Aw, dang it. Those are the only two options it gives you. For him to play more in a day, if he's earned it or if I, you know, if he's being good or whatever, I have to turn off the, dis- the parental limits. Now it's Wild West. He can just play as much as he wants. He can play till sundown or until the Nintendo battery. Nintendo is telling day. you that you have to be consistent. No, you said two hours, buddy. I know. But you, you either okay, admit that you're backing me, out of this whole thing. Then let me change it. Like, like during the week, like I may set it on week on, on different days, have different time limits. Let me do that. I'd be so you can't even that do that. Up. No, uh, well, not that I, I haven't been in their app lately. Here's another thing. You can't do it on the Switch itself. You have oh, to download right. an app to your phone. And do I, it had on just, your phone. I had just added the kids' switches to that, and I'm annoyed that they only allow you to add three. I'm like, what? I'm only supposed to have three kids? Come on. I've got more. And I need to see all of them in here. It's just like classic Nintendo. But I never put limits on there. I just use it to watch because because we don't have tons of copies of Animal Crossing. They'll be like, can I play? And I'll be like, well, let me see. And I'll check <laughs> how many, what's the longest, which, which kids right. played the most. I'm like, you have to switch. But I didn't know That's, that, I didn't know about that. the other things. Setting the limits. Yeah, may, I haven't been into it in a while, so maybe they've added some new functionality to it, but I don't, I don't think so. You set 
This is how long they can play. You can set things like, you know, what uh, rating of games they can play and things like, excuse me, things like that. But, but yeah, there is a there is no. a set days individually option. For real? For real. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe that's new. Color me dumb. Color me color me yeah. wrong. I am I am sitting here on this podcast hereby announcing for everyone I was wrong. You've learned. You've learned something, I guess. I, so let, me, I. let me say that let me say that again that. more quietly so that it, the noise filters mm-hmm. cut it out. Yeah. You okay. were never wrong. Yeah, if you say it quiet enough, the noise gate just cuts it, and, and it's like you didn't say it. It's perfect. So now you can go in Breath of the Wild and get uh, the motorcycle, which I have oh, never, no. which I have See? not received. Okay, no, I'm I'm ready for this, and I'm ready for, and I have a response ready. So go ahead, voice your displeasure because you know what my complaint's going to be. Maybe, maybe not. What's my complaint? Let's hear. I, I want to hear what my complaint is. I don't know, but what it doesn't why were you reacting fit the that theme way? of the game. Link <laughs> wouldn't have a motorcycle. What is this? No. Okay, so that is actually what I was going to respond to is um, the original uh, design for the game had the motorcycle. Um, and during development, I guess quite a ways into development, they decided to shuffle things around and change some things. And one of the things that got cut from the game at that point was the motorcycle. So evidently, evidently that was an original idea from the be- very beginning of the game because they had all these ancient technologies. And so one of them was his motorcycle. And then they added it back into DLC. That's so, that's so dumb. I just... Look, I, I think since I completely there's... finished the game, it would be fun because that's a big world. And if it's a lot faster than a horse, I might have some fun with that. But yeah. the cha- you got to also realize it is locked behind... Like the hardest things, hardest challenges in that game. You have to go through, I forget what it is now, so I'm sure I'm wrong, but you have to go through like 20 levels of this dungeon. And if you die at any point, you have to like start over. I think there's some markers that you get to respawn at, but if you ever quit the game, you have to start from the beginning. So you have to do the whole thing in one run. And there's lots of opportunity for you to, to screw it up and have to start from the beginning. Is that the and end? It's castle? really hard. No, it's not. It's completely a separate DLC location. Oh, to get you. just to get the motorcycle? Yeah, you have to complete all these ridiculous oh, challenges. See, there you go. I don't need that. It's fine. It's perfect. I wanted don't to do the challenges just because I wanted to do all the content. I didn't care about the motorcycle. But man, that really messed was me it, over. Was it free it, DLC? Nope, 20 bucks. Well, there you go. I'm definitely not going to have it then. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff. It's not only that, but... I, I know, fact, but I, think I that was typically the, don't buy DLC. I think it was the season pass that was twenty bucks. So it was like three different DLCs. I <clears throat> I typically don't buy DLCs very often. Hey, so. they're making a Breath of the Wild too. Do you think we're going to get that on this Switch, or do you think by the time it rolls around, it's going to be available for the next Switch? I honestly don't know, but that's not the question that I want to ask based around that. Okay. I want to know, does that make Breath of the Wild one cheaper? <laughs> mm. You know what? You know what they'll probably do? Going back they'll to probably, what we were saying earlier. No, I've got it. I figured it out. They probably know this too, right? You roll in all the DLC for, for anybody who buys it gets it at the normal $60 price. So you're saving a bunch of money. 
you know, that DLC probably would have cost you 30 bucks and now you get it for free. What if when, they when just buy make the game Breath of the Wild bucks? 2? What if they just make that DLC <laughs> for the first one? Like they should have done with Red Dead 1 for as a mod Ooh. for Red Dead 2. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Man. Do you ever think there's any hope now that they're doing PC stuff and they have their own PC launcher? Do you ever think there's any hope that Red Dead 1 comes to PC? I don't think that... Uh, see, I think Rockstar... Rockstar is a Valve and Blizzard type of company where they they don't have to do anything because it's a smart idea or because the fans want it or anything. They just well, do their whatever story the was, they freaking want. Their story was always, oh, we lost the source code, which I think is flimsy. But it doesn't matter. Like, they, you know, they have really, I mean, maybe not for the code that, that they're using, but people have made some amazing decompilers that will take a program, decompile it, and use that decompiled code to turn it back into the original source code. Like, not even just, oh, we've decompiled this and now it's machine code, and if you're you know, an assembly programmer nerd, then you can access it, but actually turn it back into, say, C code or whatever. Like, they have some really amazing tools out there. And even if they didn't have that, they have Red Dead 2. Like, which, it is Red Dead, And they right? have the original map from the first game in Red Dead 2, or at least most of it. And it doesn't even have to be exactly the same, right? You know they have tools that they that they put all those quests together, that they built all the content for, and they could easily, in quotes, extract all of the audio from the original game, which would be something that would be difficult, right? That would be, to me, that is the part that would be difficult. You have hours and hours of dialogue. You can't just go and re-recording that would require an enormous amount of effort, but you don't have to. You have it all. You can just pull all that out and then rebuild the content. So and I it agree with and you. And it wouldn't even have to be all the content, right? It could really be the main quest because you've already got red dead two around it. So I agree with you that they're the type of company who doesn't have to do that, you know, release an old game like that for the, for the fans or because whatever, but they're also the kind of company that if they wanted to do it, they would just say, screw it. We're just going to rebuild the entire game in the new engine because we can. That's what they should do. <laughs> I think that's what they should do, but I know that there's a lot of those people. And I think I could be one of these people too. If I had to spent who knows how many years working on something where you say, well, I feel like we should be pursuing new things, <laughs> not not this other stuff. You know, here's what I we could, want, we could be working on Red Dead three. And don't you think everybody would rather have that than a remake of Red Dead one? And I see what you're saying. And here's so I was playing Red Dead two not not too long ago. And I had a thought. They have done multiple GTAs, right? Modern day uh, society, right? Mm -hmm. They have done now two Red Deads, which is the Old West. I want them to on the. I want them to come up with a new IP in the same vein as those types of games, but set in the future, sci-fi. Whoa! Whether it's whether it's cyberpunk. Cyber <laughs> or whether whether it's even further and it's like in you know space exploration type stuff whatever you know I don't know I want to see them do that I want to see what they've, that looks like they've never ever done that right I mean they'll do present day and and then past in terms of right but why couldn't they why couldn't they well, they well they could I just wonder is there something 
with people there that, that like, is there a reason? Well, I think a bunch of their head people just left. Like they're, Oh, did they? Two of them, like the main writer guy, like the two brothers, like they went their separate ways and yeah, like they've, they've had some shakeups, nothing bad, but there's people retiring and say, I'm done. I'm moving on kind of a thing. Well, you made uh, me think of Red Dead 1, and I think now that both of those games are kind of distant memories to me, I can say, I think I think Red Dead 1, as a narrative, is better than Red Dead 2. Yep, I would agree. I, I think that, I don't think as, that Marston is a better character. Like, I liked, well, they also <laughs> let you turn... In Red Dead 2, they let you turn the main character into somebody different. Like, he becomes different. I don't know if you've played it multiple times, but I went back and restarted the game and decided to just be, like, the worst person I could in the game. And the way he interacts with people becomes different. The way he talks to people is different. Like, he becomes a different character, and you could play and not realize, oh, this is this guy, or this is that guy. Like, he's different based on how you play. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that doesn't really happen in Red Dead 1. You're pretty much locked into the character they yeah, want to Mar- be. Yeah, you're Marston. Which, that's how all of their games have always been. So, like, 2, Red Dead 2, yeah, Red Dead 2 is, like, the first one where they really let you swing it one way or the other. Yeah, but I think, I think that the first game is, I don't know if you could make a better Western game than that. Like, they made that's, a great Western I mean. game in 2, but... Right, well, that's what I mean. Like, I want to see them do the futuristic thing now, right? Like, they have perfected the modern society in GTA. They have perfected the Old West. So, they, they to me, they have two options. They either go further back to, like, chivalry and, you know, castles or ancient Japan or something like that. Or they go way, 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 way far in the future and they do something. And that'd be really interesting. I would really like to see what that game looks like. Man, but maybe they always do that. Like maybe every new GTA game is set further into the future because it's always present day and always gets higher tech. I don't, I don't want it to be GTA though, because that has, that has a, that has baggage with it, right? Like there's an expectation when you name a game, Grand Theft Auto, it's going to be violent. It's going to be this. And granted, Red Dead is violent also, but it's in a very different way. Like, like you said, the Red Dead games don't have the same kind of over-the-top, in-your-face violence or in-your-face whatever that GTA does, right? It can if you decide to play freaking Dark, man. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, maybe two can. I haven't. I don't know, but I'm just saying it. It feels more subdued. Did you finish two? Nope. Yeah. So I. I mean, I think that it might be a touch closer to GTA than other ones, but it's definitely not. I mean, some people definitely call it GTA, you know, in the old west. But there is a lot of those tropes. When I when I decided to play as Bad Marston, I uh, shaved my head. I got a real big scraggly beard and um, I decided that I would call refer to myself as the butcher and I only used axes, knives, and machetes. And that, be- that becomes a different game. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just automatically assume anybody with a shaved head and a big beard is the bad guy. 
That's great. Well, I had to make him look a little bit like uh, Kratos. Uh, okay. You know? So, you know, that guy, he's a bad guy. He's a bad, good guy. Um, but yeah, it tur- turns out they make it to where when you chop people with knives and things that uh, you get bloody <laughs> all over yourself and people get scared of you and think that maybe you're overdoing things. So that was... Just, well, you that, get bloody whenever you go hunting. Like, and you pull the right. carcass up over your shoulder, it gets blood. Oh, that's a dirty one. <laughs> um, my family enjoyed watching, for the most part, enjoyed watching me play Red Dead 2. When I went through and played it again, they were like, oh, man, I, I, can't, I can't even think of what his name is now. Why? I can think of Marston's name, but what's... Arthur Morgan. Ar- there you go, Mr. Morgan. They were like, oh, they loved Arthur, and he's so awesome. And all these things, I gotta play it the second time. I'm a few hours in, and everybody's like, I do not, I changed my mind. I don't like Red Dead 2 anymore. <laughs> like, that guy is creep, creepy. Like, they were probably like, wait, is this DLC? What is this? Is this a different game? What are you, what are you yeah, playing? Yeah, I was, t- yeah, they said that it didn't even seem like I was playing the same game because it was a completely different character. So, real big props to Rockstar for that. But still, it's, it's not hard as good for me. It would be hard for me to play it that way because that's not the Arthur that I see. Yeah, exactly. I played I it like you. if I happened to get transformed and 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 you know freaky Friday into Morgan's body, then that's how I played it the first time. Like if this was me, except I suddenly was stuck in his life with all these things and only allowed to make the decisions they allowed me to make. This is the best I would make of it. Uh, but yeah, not the second time. <sighs> so what movie Red Dead One though. Red Dead One though. Think about that, man. You hunt down your old gang so that you can secure a future and protect your family only at the end to get completely shot up and murdered. And then like 10 years later, maybe six years later of come back as the son to avenge your father's death. Like, I just don't think you just don't think you make a better Western. Like it's like every great Western movie. They've, they've rolled into one video game. They'd need to remake that. And I would replay it. So Battle Angel Alita. How'd you like it? I haven't watched it yet. I just wanted to say it. You have no reason. And you know it. Um, I know. I know. I should. I mean, if you want to know what I've been watching. I do. Hold on. Hold on to your pants. Do I have to? Uh, I am one episode away from, I th- well, maybe not finishing it. I have one new episode remaining of Picard. That's a good show. Um, that's, that's a really good show. And this last episode, episode nine that I watched, uh, I was really surprised. They just decided to go all in. I was like, did they just do, they, they made it to a place they were going. They found this thing there like everything that you think that they're like leading up to was just like bam everything's happening at one time in one episode and it's not even like the finale you know what i've been but, watching uh, that's good What's lots that? of star wars <sighs> like re-watching it i've been going through the clone wars uh tv show because i is, never did watch that is rise of skywalker good um it it's out digitally to or whatever i'm waiting for it to come out on disney plus at some point so it was all right i 
I liked it when it was in the theaters. I have some issues with the story in general of the new trilogy, but whatever. It's still Star Wars. It's fun. It's entertaining. Star Wars is that thing like everybody tries to pick it apart and and assign all this like emotional weight and all this, you know, uh, like deep thinking and deep filmmaking, you know, onto it. And it's Star Wars was never meant to carry that burden. So when you try to do that, it just collapses. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about that. Star Wars was just an accident. It really was. <laughs> it's like try to read a bunch into it if you want to, but like this guy wasn't super happy about making the movie, made it, didn't think it was much of anything, and then got saddled with it for the rest of his life. Because turns out people really liked it. Maybe um, maybe I we think need he more making them. Maybe we need more movies like that though, right? Where the maker is somewhat indifferent, where it's like, ah, like because then you can just have fun with it. Like you don't get. I think I think he enjoyed it. I don't. I never got the impression that he was like saddled with it, but he definitely. I've gotten the impression from interviews that he was. There was at least a large time in his life where he despised it. (laughs) Um. Well, but if you look at a lot of the interviews back and forth, like he goes back and forth on a lot of stuff. So who knows? He definitely. You mean you mean like in the series itself. The first one was an act. I mean, they had no idea that it was going to make it like it did. Um, he always just wanted to make some cool indie movies. Yeah. He wanted to be he's, like, he's the most Scorsese. successful. I think he's the most successful indie movie maker of all time because of star Wars. All right. Other than that first one, they were all independent films. If you're a successful indie movie maker and you make something, well, his, 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 then you're not I don't indie know anymore. Disney ones are, huh? I said, yeah, then you're suddenly not indie anymore. You're suddenly controlling yeah. the culture of an entire nation. Whoops. They they say that in one of the documentaries, like, I think it was around the time of Return of the Jedi, or maybe when he was making the prequels, and he realized how big Lucasfilm had become. And he was like, I realized I became the thing I was trying to get away from by being independent in the first place. Like, I became this big movie machine that I didn't like. He did. Because he was spending more of his time worrying about payroll and worrying about budgets and worrying about deadlines than he was about making films. And he was like, ah! Yep. The price you pay for success, I guess. That's right. You you watch anything besides that uh, that super old stuff? Um, If I watched anything new, is that what you're asking? I don't think so. Sure. I don't no. think so. Oh, I did. What was the TV show I was watching the other day? Oh, that TV show, really. I've been watching a lot of the Adam Savage tested stuff where he just one day builds. Like, I've been going through his entire, like, back catalog of those. Just watching him build stuff is unbelievably relaxing to me. And it makes me want to have a workshop like that. Where I can (laughs) just go and just put stuff together and see if it works and come up with whatever. And then you realize that part of... Part of that ability to do that is having the time to do it. Well, the like, time, and he's been doing it for 30 years also. <laughs> right, but I mean, if you, wanted, if you wanted to tinker, you don't want to do it for an hour after work, <laughs> you know? You right, wanna, you want to do it like during the day at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, yeah. Man, I've, I've watched so many movies. I've watched, let's see. You ready for this crazy list? I'll just rattle it off. And if yeah, just give me a list, and then uh, this nap. We time. can ignore it. Then we can ignore it. 
Okay. I, I watched I watched the new Charlie's Angels. I watched Frozen 2. I watched Zombieland Double Tap. I watched Knives Out. And I watched Jumanji the Next Level. Boom. Boom. That's like five movies. All of those, which one's your favorite? Which one was my favorite? Which which one which one entertained you the most? Hmm. If I was, let's see, if I was to think about that and say, which movie, after seeing them all, would I say, hey, you should watch this movie. It would, of course, be Fro, no, it would be Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out. Have you heard of that movie? Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's very popular. He's that making is a sequel. by that. Oh, is he really? I'm pretty sure he's making a sequel to it. Um, yeah, that's the same that's director. By that Ryan the, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, the same guy that did the Star Wars movie that people hated but now love. Whatever. Um, <laughs> which one was that that he did? Uh, The Last Jedi, the second in the trilogy of the new trilogy. People were all upset. So people got all bent out of shape because he went in a different direction than what everybody thought the 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 series the story should go. He he shook some things up. He kind of changed some characters a little bit and their motivations. People were really upset about it. Oh, you're just, he's just changing stuff. Why? <laughs> why is he changing all this stuff? But now that the sequel, the trilogy is over, J.J. Abrams, who did the other two, the bookends of the trilogy, he gets a bunch of crap for. Oh, he played it too safe. Oh, there wasn't enough. He didn't change. He just he just rehashed the old stories. He just played it safe. He just made everything bigger. I'm like, well, which well, do you want? I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, but I and I think that I probably liked Last Jedi better than than the first one. But I did get I did get that I felt like it came across pretty strong where I had to look it up. I'm like, this seems like uh, different people made these two movies and where the first person was going is not here. Like it was enough. It was enough disconnect where I felt like somebody, somebody either didn't have a grand plan or somebody ruined the grand plan, regardless of whether it's a better direction or this or that. Like it felt oddly disjointed. No, totally. It seemed like that's not how it was supposed to go down. They didn't have a grand plan for the trilogy. They just assigned a director to it and said, come up with the story and go. Um, if they had had a grand plan for the entire trilogy, it's okay if they have different directors. The original trilogy had different directors. Lucas did not direct all three of those movies. People think no, he did, yeah. but he did not. He did. Mm-hmm. He directed Star Wars. He was involved. He was like the showrunner of the entire thing. But Empire and Return of the Jedi had different directors. But that didn't always mean that the directors got to rewrite stuff. No, right. He came up with the <laughs> overarching story and direction, and then they got to go in and, and do it their way, put their spin on it, and that's great. They could have done that with this new trilogy, but they didn't. And, I, and I'm not complaining. Whatever. It is what it is. You can't change it. But people get really upset about it, and it's like, well, they didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't have an overarching plot line, a through line. And then let the the three directors kind of jockey it around however they wanted. No, they just, so what you experienced was exactly what everybody else experienced. And they didn't like it was okay. JJ Abrams sets up this new trilogy and then Ryan comes in and completely goes in a different direction, kills off characters, all this other stuff changes, (laughs) all this stuff. And now JJ comes back for the third one 
and has to go, oh man, now I gotta like <laughs> I can't go in the direction I wanted to go because that character is now gone or this has changed. But that means that he, you know, he did rewrite things, right? Like <laughs> he did change. Yeah, I think he I didn't think he didn't he just direct. It. I think he went into it thinking he was gonna do all three. So he had an overarching story. But then they they for whatever reason they didn't have him do the middle chapter. So when he came back for the third one, he was like, Well, I can't do that now. <laughs> so he he kind of found his way back to where he wanted to be, I think, but not in the path not taking the path that he intended. But now does it but now does it feel that way? Like the story was going in this way and took a detour and then got back on track. Um, I mean, he does a pretty good job. He, he honors the changes that were made, right? He doesn't just completely retcon everything. So that was nice, but yeah, a little bit, but you know, mm. the, the, the issues that I have with the third one have nothing to do with the different directors or the lack of a, a, a thread through the, all three. My issues are, are just, personal and different. And I, I don't agree with the characters that are in it. I don't agree with agree being meaning like, I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but agree meaning it, the way they do some things in this movie alters the perception of how things were in the original trilogy of what happens there. And it kind mm-hmm. of makes this weird intersection now that didn't exist before. And it kind of changes some story arcs and you're like, oh, so this big climactic moment originally is now much less so because these things have changed. Man. So that kind of sucks. But it it is what it is. I don't, it's fine. People can debate I mean, we have endlessly to, about it. I have, I have to watch it and then we can talk about it again because we had, we had made some um, assumptions about what, what might, what might happen. And I'm sure we were all, all kinds of wrong, but we'll have to wait to talk about it till I've seen it. Do you have Disney Plus? I do. It should be on there, I would think, fairly soon. So. Yeah, I think they had announced it. But man, they released jumping. it digitally early. I don't remember if they did or not. Maybe they didn't, but it, it's out. I know digitally. that you could buy it. I know you could buy it early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, jumping back to the the list of movies that I had watched, I think the the deal is that. Um, I like the new Jumanji, but it wasn't as good as the previous one. Oh, that's that's a shame because that first one was way better than it had any right to be. It was so good. It's good, but I just don't think it's as good, which it's hard to make sequels that are as good. I think Double Tap was not as good as the first one. I think Frozen 2 was not as good as the first one. And Charlie's Angels, I don't know. I think it's probably better than the other ones, but it's we might say that it is it is a um, an example of of the current social landscape however you want to say it <laughs> where <Things are> hard <laughs> where where there's a moment where you think oh like one of one of two people could be the bad guy in this movie it's definitely like a lighthearted you, you can tell from the name of it like ah it's, it's a charlie's angels movie of course it's just like a popcorn flick it's gonna be silly but they set up where two different people could be the villains and you know right away at least if you put any thought into it that one of them can't be the bad guy because it's a girl. And it's like, it just has that sort of tone in the movie where it's like, well, this is, you know, they're leaning really heavily into girl power and it is Charlie's angel. So sure. But then that 
suddenly that suddenly creates problems in the story where you can tell things that maybe you're not supposed to tell because you kind of know the some of the political slant of the people that are making the movie and yep. that's a weird that's a weird thing so that kind of makes but, me oh go ahead no go ahead I was I was going to change track to a different movie. So if you got more to say about Charlie's Angels, I was go. too. I was going to switch over to Knives Out. Well, I was going to say what you're saying there kind of makes me. It, it for whatever reason it made me think of the new Ghostbusters movies. I say movies because they did the all female Ghostbusters a few years ago. Yeah, and it was and popular and it, and it and it did well. I still haven't seen it. I have it. I just haven't taken the time to watch it. I don't have anything against, oh, it's all female. I can't stand it. Uh, like, whatever. Like it, it's, it, I'm sure it's good. But th- the original folks now, Aykroyd and uh, Murray and all them, got together and said, well, we want to make a new Ghostbusters movie. And so they did. Well, they had the option for a, mi- for a million years and always didn't do it. Right. But they decided to do it. And I was talking with uh, my buddy who is way more into Ghostbusters than I am. And he knows a lot of the ins and outs of the, uh, you know, he, he keeps, he follows the movie industry. He reads a lot of the blogs and stuff. And so I asked him, I said, I said, so do they, are they following the continuity? Like, are they picking up with this all female one? Like, are they sticking in that universe? Are they going with that same storyline? And he went, absolutely not. Like they were adamant, like the, nope, as far as Ackroyd and all them are concerned, I'm putting words in his mouth and I shouldn't, but as far as what I have heard is they were like, we're just going to pretend that one didn't exist. We're just going to pretend that movie's not there. That's funny. I had heard the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. But I mean, I'm probably wrong, but who knows? I I mean, I don't know either. I'm I'm sure every, I'm sure everybody that's weighing in on this topic would, would say that they got their information from the internet. Yeah, totally. So who who knows? <laughs> no surprise if you can find somebody on the internet but, to agree with you. But it's but coming this, out in July, so I'll watch it. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting because it's supposed to be like the whole, like, we're passing the torch, right? Like, this is the grandkids, I think, of the original Ghostbusters. Like, they mm-hmm. live out on a farm and they discover all the old equipment and stuff, weird stuff starts happening. And so that'll be, that'll be fun. Maybe it'll be a take on, um, Maybe they'll go in a in a Stranger Things direction. You know, that's it does kind of seem like it has a little bit of that vibe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a popular, <laughs> it's a popular show. It's I don't know if you've are you familiar on Netflix with the series called The Toys That Made Us? No, no. Oh, hmm. you should totally watch it. It's it's been around for a few years. It's called The Toys That Made Us. I think there's two seasons. They go through classic toy lines like Transformers, He-Man, Barbie, My Little Pony, whatever from like the 80s and 90s and they just go through and they tell how they got created where they come from, where the ideas came from it's really interesting Um, in that same vein they have made a new series and there's only four episodes so far called The Movies That Made Us and they go and they find classic movies from the 80s and 90s and they're telling the backstory of how those movies got made. It's Home Alone, Dirty Dancing, Die Hard, and Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. The Ghostbusters episode is my favorite. It is really great uh, to see how much of a shoestring budget that movie was on and how it almost didn't come together. But the reason I bring all this up is this new Ghostbusters takes place like on this farm. And it's you know kind of like uh, the family business is like being, you know, into 
you know, the, the, the ghost stuff, the, uh, the supernatural, right? What's funny about it is when you watch the episode of the movies that made us, you learn that that's where Ackroyd came up with the idea for the movie in the first place, because his family, his real life grandparents, parents, family that he grew up with was way into that stuff. They were way into like seances and the occult and supernatural. And they had like a traveling show or maybe it was, maybe it was their farm that people would come to and they would do all this stuff. And he's still way into that stuff. Oh yeah. But so he grew up around it. And so this movie new one kind of ties into that family, uh, thing a little bit. And I think that's cool. Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm interested. I liked, I liked them ghostbuster movies. I ain't afraid of no man. ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. That is an iconic movie. It's an iconic logo. I ain't logo. afraid of no ghosts. Heck I yeah. You, I think you probably would be. Now, if the Ghostbusters was around, I ain't, I ain't afraid of... You hey, aren't afraid. They were, they were afraid of ghosts, too. And also, when they were around, things still got jacked up. For real. They were afraid of ghosts. Are they going to cross the streams? I mean, they already did. That's how they beat Gozer. It's fine. They cross the streams. I mean, did they or did they just join the streams? Uh, I mean, well, that's. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Uh, but maybe it's not. Uh, I mean, it is. Maybe if they all focus in the same point, it's different than if they're crossing in the midsection. It could be. Could be. You're not supposed to do it. So, I think I'm about coming to an end here on things I have to talk about. So that's good. You came. You went that's down. My your job. List. It's my job to wrap this podcast up every week. You know that. It's every my job. Week. My job to keep Sometimes us on Sometimes you wrap it up before we even start. Sometimes I do. Hush. <laughs> I just want to say, before we go. Uh-oh, before we go. I have been working on building a soundboard so that I can play it, mess with it while we do. It's completely stupid. Why do I need a soundboard for this podcast? I don't. But it's going to be a fun. Stooges soundboard, right? They're they're fun. Like like think of like radio stations. Like they've got them. They play stupid sound effects and clips and stuff. Whatever. It's just something fun to mess as, with. It's as long as every sound is only like almost intelligible. Oh, they'll be dumb. Don't worry about it. No, no, they need to be almost intelligible. <laughs> what what was that sound? Well, one what of the sounds that I'm definitely working on is hubadaka, hubadaka, hubadaka. So. And if you don't know what that is, then uh, I pity you. I, I feel sorry for you. Well, I don't think I want to know. Well, somebody I mean, out there, for, somebody to listening me, to this podcast is going to know what that means. To it's me, gonna that feel is special for them. Strongly associated with just you. Like literally, if I if I see that or hear that anywhere, my first association is with you. Really? Because you're all you're all about the hoopadaka. Yeah, I, I like. The I also think that you used to have it as your signature or something or bio on your xbox profile probably with an xbox probably point. that sounds it you know what? it's probably still there somewhere to be like boom evan's online hoobadaka hoobadaka yep. that's evan hoobadaka so um, um so yeah. you're gonna watch are you gonna watch battle angel you just so here's just the thing retire we just let's just retire that we just won't, no no that, that I, one's gone i keep seeing screenshots and video clips of it in fact, I was just watching a video the other day of a bunch of VFX artists sitting down, going through CG clips from other movies and like commenting on them. Right? You're not talking about Corridor Crew, are you? I might be talking about Corridor Crew. 
And one of the movies they looked at was Battle Angel Alita. And I thought, man, I need to watch that movie. Here's my question to you. Mm -hmm. Is that movie uplifting or is it sad? Is it uplifting or sad? Is it anxiety Um, inducing? Am I going to watch it and feel good or am I going to watch it and be stressed out the whole time? Have you seen Ex Machina? No. Okay, so Ex Machina I would classify as... I'm familiar with it. I have not seen it. As a movie that would create anxiety. It's a suspense movie. I agree. Um, I think, man, I'm trying to like, kind like of I'm go through. Saying, I mean, I've only, I've only, I've only seen it once, but I, it's not like, it's not, it's actually not as dark and glum as the anime, which doesn't help you. Um, it's, it's for the most part, I think she is triumphant and is victorious even in the end, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's no like trauma or anything. There's some, and, and that's fair. That's fair. There's some of that. I just, I don't. I'm not in a mood right now to watch movies that are downers. Let's put it that way. Like, I want to watch something that's going to be, like, it doesn't have to be lighthearted. I'm not expecting it to be a comedy, but I want to watch something that is just good escapism and is just. It feels good to watch, and at the end, you're like, "That was good. I enjoyed that. That was that was good. You, that was a good feel." Then you would probably like Jumanji. Yes, Jumanji is a great example of what I'm talking about. And honestly, you would probably like Knives Out. Um, if you've seen anything about that, you know it's like a Clue movie. You just weren't gonna, like, you just weren't going to let this podcast go without coming back to Knives Out, were you? I was trying to get away gonna, from it, and you just you just had to bring it. No, it's fine. To talk about it, it's fine. Hey. It's a it's a clue movie, right? Yes. By the guy that made Looper. Yes. And Looper's a great movie. I liked Looper. Um, yeah. You could, um basically every movie on the list that I did, like if you wanted something that was lighthearted and not bad, that would be good. I don't think I don't think Battle Angel Alita is is like gloomy or depressing. Um you know, I I figured I was going to watch Parasite. That looked interesting. That's probably on on the no list for you for um, now yeah i'm not in the mood for that right now it's not about parasites but i think it's no i know more of a you know um yeah so okay going back to the the knives out and the clue connection mm-hmm. when you said that earlier it made me think i saw something i think it was probably last year that i saw this ryan reynolds is a huge fan of the original clue movie which by the way if you've never seen the original clue movie you should totally watch that movie you have not mm Oh man. Okay, well that's your assignment. That movie is amazing. But you told me I had to watch that other movie. I had to watch that other movie. With this with the same with the same guy that is in Battle Angel. Oh, Zero Theorem. Uh, yeah. Boom, Zero Theorem. That's I forgot maybe, about that That's kind of a depressing movie. That's maybe more of a downer. <laughs> okay. Um, but Clue is not. So oh no. Clue is a Clue is a dark comedy. Cause you had talked about before that. Clue itself might be coming back with Ryan Reynolds and, and Jason Bateman, right? Yeah, like they they got together and they're trying to make their own rendition of Clue. So you said Knives Out, you said Clue, that made me think of Ryan Reynolds wanting to do Clue, which made me think of Ryan Reynolds, which made me think of, there's a movie on Netflix starring Ryan Reynolds by Michael mm-hmm. Bay called Six okay. Underground. Oh yes, the the Michael Bayest of movies. If you haven't, I've watched that movie, and that movie is awesome. 
It's so good. And it's Ryan Reynolds, like, peak, like, being just, like, snarky. And what it's really good. You should watch it. Is it over-the-top violent, or, like, where would you put that? Um, You never know not, with Netflix. It's not over-the-top violent, but it is a Michael Bay movie. So there is violence. There is stuff blowing up. But it's more action, adventure, and less... It's not over-the-top violent, no. I don't know that it's a family movie, but... But my kids would love it, is what you're saying. You recommend it for the entire family, and I can well, tell... I don't, I, I don't know if I would go with that. I can tell or, my household that you recommended it for the whole family. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. No? No. Hmm. No? It's hard to tell with these Netflix movies because they don't have ratings. Like, yeah, not the, not it's the same. The Wild way. West. <laughs> it's like I don't know. This is HBO, I guess. I mean, it started out going to be Disney, and now it's HBO or Cinema. I don't know what it is. Netflix is Netflix, I guess. So, well, I'll put that on my list. I want to watch that. That might be a good movie for the adults to sit and watch. I don't know if you'd watch it with the kids. I'm trying to think if there's like any like overtly like sexual things or gratuitous violence. And I don't like there's definitely um, innuendo like it's definitely implies that like it's got sexy ladies and stuff, you know, scantily clad here and there. But <laughs> but it's not it's not dirty or anything. It's but um, you would at least say it has explosive action. Oh, well, it's Michael Bay. Yes. I mean, his middle name is Blow Stuff Up. So, Michael Bay Blow Stuff Up? No, Michael Blow like Stuff it. Up Bay. It's his middle name. Dang it. <coughs> so, you know, I, I would recommend it. It was, it was entertaining. I'll put it that way. I really liked it. I like so there it. There you go. Well, and, and you can currently watch, I believe, Picard for free. They're running a promotion. Oh, so. for real? Well, this might be a great time to do it. How many episodes this they got left? Um, as far as I know, right now there's ten episodes out. I don't know if that's all of them because I haven't watched all of them. Well, maybe this is the perfect time to sign up for a CBS All Access and watch it. Check it, check it out. But first, I will watch Discovery. I mean, I, I believe that we were, ob- and I think we've covered it now. But I think we're obligated as a AIP staple to talk about or at least mention Star Wars and Star Trek in every episode. Was it Star Wars and Star Trek, or just one or the other? I I mean, I think really you can't bring up one without talking about the other. That's so. true. That's true. I mean, we because we talked a lot about Star Wars, so we met that quota. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we're getting that yeah. Star Trek angle in here now. So yeah, I tried to get you. I tried to get you away from it. The last episode, uh, Brent Spiner guest starred. So I saw something about you should that, get on that. He was going to be in there. And and so briefly to touch on that funny thing, and I think maybe maybe this is Next Generation's fault. Maybe not. You know, Data is so different than Brent Spiner. Like, Oh, yeah. In every single way, if you ever see Brent Spiner being himself, you can't imagine that he was ever Data because he is so totally different. So anytime He's I ever huge, see Brent Spiner... He's just a huge, huge jerk, right? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Sometimes, but I think that's because it's funny. He's um, like, I'm Brent Spiner. The right? Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner. I play Data. I used to be a freaking robot, and I did a dang good job being emotional. Uh, He was two friggin' robots, thank you. Hey, let's not talk about lore, because 
then we're going to be getting into Star Trek lore, and that's going too far down. If you talk but about lore, you exactly, talk about lore? But that is exactly what I was going to say, was anytime I've seen Brent Spiner, especially in Star Trek, anywhere where he's not being Data, I immediately distrust him. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this guy can't be, this guy must be a bad guy. <laughs> he can't be trustworthy. I don't, I do not know at this point if my intuition was correct, but as soon as he showed up in Picard, I'm like, oh, I'm not trusting this, this, it doesn't seem like he's Data. Can't, can't trust him. So, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about him, but if he's not Data, he's, he's probably a villain. I'm pretty sure. Tune in next time to find out. Tune in next time. Same, and, and, same and, podcast channel, same podcast station. I, I mean, and I think that's it. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna have to call it and say, you know, oh, later. Did he just flipped the script on me. Later. <laughs>